What is up to Paul basketball fans? My name is Ethan Densmore. Today is April 6, 2020, and this is the eighth episode of the Blue Demon Hoops podcast here on the Blue Demon Hoops blog. Today is my first time trying a video podcast as well, so if you're listening on SoundCloud, feel free to check out the blog to view the video podcast just for some more extra content as well as um, some charismatic uh, personality on the other end of the phone. So anyway, big news coming out of DePaul basketball last Thursday, April 2nd, we received news that DePaul head coach Dave Lado was given a extension through the 2023-2024 season. Uh, this was highly anticipated due to the fact that he was not, um, he was not fired shortly after the biggest tournament win that DePaul had back in um, the, the early parts of March. So this is big. This is big. So um, it was first released by the DePaul Athletics Department at 106 on Thursday afternoon. And it basically said that, um, yeah, that we will have Coach Leto through next season as well as the few years following that. But um, there was an article written in the DePaulia, the DePaul School newspaper, where Lawrence Kramer, who's the head sports writer, addressed the contract and said that it features no buyout and has no guaranteed money beyond next season. So, therefore, if Coach Lato does not do well with the Blue Demons, they do not have the season that um, Gene Lenti Ponsetto is anticipating and that the DePaul Athletics Department um, wishes that they had, then he can be pretty much like taken out of his position. And right then and there, he will not be owed any money. So, I think that's a silver lining for a lot of fans. I know initially there was a lot of hate on Twitter all over social media regarding the extension process. And I think that a lot of fans uh, didn't really hear about that part and missed that. So I think that for those who are not super excited about him coming back, they can always hope that DePaul does not do well next season. But I think the opposite will happen. I think that as I wrote on my blog post, I said that Dave Leto is the key to DePaul's success going forward. And I addressed several different positions that I thought um, really stood out to me as what, um, what, the, what makes him um, the coach that DePaul needs to have. So I want to first address the statement that he had. So he said that I appreciate DePaul Athletics Director Jean Lenti Pansetta for her, for her continued support. Um, the process of laying the foundation for sustained success evolved into a strong start to this season before a tough run through the conference schedule. I'm proud of the resilience of our players and staff to finish the season strong before all of our lives were interrupted with the coronavirus outbreak. The response we received from our fans and supporters all season was outstanding, and we can't wait to continue build to build excitement at Wintrust Arena in the future. So great statement there from Coach Dave Lado. Um, as I said, my initial thoughts were surprised because we didn't know when exactly the contract would be extended. We knew it was um, coming, but the anticipation was building as we reached um, several weeks after the biggest tournament um, win that DePaul had. So um, the first thing I want to highlight is that um, Dave Lato has shown that he can win against big-name teams. DePaul beat Texas Tech, Iowa. Um, Boston College, just to name a few, um, maybe Butler in the conference part of their schedule. So the way that I addressed it was that he has he had a total of six quad one wins throughout the season, which puts DePaul in a group of 23 other schools in NCAA Division One, where 
the quad one win is basically as defined by uh, a website, bracketresearch.com, basically said that it's a either home game or road game against a high-level opponent that like, is usually anticipated not to be beat by the team that does beat them. So, like for example, that Texas Tech game, DePaul was the underdog in that game, and Texas Tech obviously coming off the um, runner-up position in last season's March Madness tournament, DePaul was not suspected to win that game. And because uh, Texas Tech was ranked at the time, um, DePaul was awarded a quad one win. So they were up there with a bunch of other schools, obviously top of the list, Baylor, Villanova, Kansas. Um, as you get farther down, you got Providence, um, Maryland, Creighton. So several biggest teams were in there as well. So not saying DePaul is necessarily the only biggest team that's um, producing these quad one wins, but definitely a plus for Dave Loto, I feel that a lot of fans kind of missed out on that. I think that though those wins came in the 12-1 and part of the season, the non-conference schedule, um, I think that was still um, a very important uh, stat to name. Uh, going beyond that, I think that um, Coach Leto, as I highlighted, uh, was able to bring in a lot of strong recruits and build them up. So I spoke about Billy Garrett Jr., who played with the Knicks for some time. He was playing overseas this past season. Eli Kane, he was injured in the um, the CBI tournament last year when DePaul lost to University of Central Florida. So that was a disappointing end of his career for him, but he had well over 1,000 points um, for Dave Lado, one of the best uh, DePaul guards in my opinion, and obviously as he's ranked um, overall on the point scoring, he is one of the best. Uh, Max Struess, as we know recently, uh, the DePaul graduate from last season, initially was picked up by the Boston Celtics, signed a two-way with them, played in the summer with them. And then as he was released, uh, the Chicago Bulls picked him up. So that was very exciting. And as he was playing with the Windy City Bulls, he tore his ACL this past December. So disappointing stretch for him as well. Um, But most recently, I want to talk about Paul Reed. He's obviously someone who we know uh, is going to the NBA. He declared for the NBA draft. That was huge news for him. Um, So... That was only after three years with Dave Leto, his freshman year, as I spoke about in my last episode. He definitely um, did not play as much. The three-star out of high school showed that he can, through some coaching and through a lot of practice, um, he was able to really uh, expand his, I guess, skill set and really progress into the, um, improve, I guess I could say, into the player that he is, as we know right now. So exciting for Paul. So... I think that's a big thing. I want to also touch on the fact that he has several big recruits that he's brought into the program. Um, most recently, Romeo Weems and Marquise Jacobs. Um, more surprising are the two Romeo Weems, the five-star out of Michigan. A lot of people thought we'll go to Michigan State, maybe Michigan. He had a lot of some offers in the Big Ten as well. Um, he was the uh, Mr. Basketball in the state of Michigan for 2019 and then decided to come to DePaul after he really felt that the DePaul coaching staff and Dave Ladle matched what he wanted to be as a basketball player. And he obviously had a great freshman season with the Blue Demons, the biggest all-freshman team for him with a lot of potential going forward. As I've spoke on, as everybody knows, he easily can be an NBA prospect, easily can be, I think, a biggest player of the year, definitely All-American, very talented, lots of potential coming out of him. So, that's, that's a big thing. Um, Dave Lato also has put together, according to 24-7 Sports, the fourth strongest recruiting class for 2021. DePaul has two recruits, Ahmad Bynum from Simeon and Keon Edwards from Arizona, from Hillcrest. So two big players coming from 
that class, um, only two. There's some other schools in the list that have three, four listed as well. Um, but I think that's huge for DePaul that uh, obviously he's not the one doing all the recruiting. The assistants are helping him, I would assume. But I think it's big that he has been able to, you know, put DePaul on the map, even though they haven't gotten as many wins as other teams in these seasons. I think it's really impressive that he's been able to bring in these recruits regardless and um, try to expand on the culture that DePaul basketball has created since the 40s, 50s, even back in the 70s, 80s with Ray Meyer. You got Mark Aguirre, so lots of legends coming out of this program. So he's been able to play with that as well. Um, yeah, and as I talk about in the end, I think that Dave Lato really is the glue. I think that he's shown he can win against power conferences as he's done uh, this past season and prior seasons, though a lot of people argue that he does not have the conference wins or the overall wins that are necessary to get that extension after the five years that was up. But I really don't think that that is as big of a deal. I think that though the wins are important, I think that he is heading in the right direction uh, despite what a lot of fans say. I think that he has done the right things with recruiting. He has done a lot of, he's made a lot of great decisions, I feel, in some of these late games. Um, and I, I think he gets a lot of blame where he shouldn't. I, I believe that in games such as uh, I highlighted in here, where um, DePaul lost to Villanova in overtime by one on the road, or when DePaul lost to um, like um, Providence the first time when they played at DePaul Wintrust Arena, their first um, game of the new year. They lost by one, and these games are losing by free throws. So DePaul's not making enough free throws to get themselves in a spot where they're setting themselves up to rely on a late game shot or to rely on a you know, possible like miracle that isn't going to happen considering they're against these top tier like Division One teams. So I think that a lot of fans don't recognize that though Dave Little's the coach, I think that to blame a lot of these losses on him, it's kind of unfair. So I think that the free throw shooting um, is definitely something that lacked for the Blue Demons this past season. And I hope they address going forward because that could have easily added four, five, six conference wins to their schedule, putting them well above 500, um, taking away a lot of hate from those fans. So going forward, I think that um, DePaul does have a lot of potential. As I've said, we have uh, two recruits, not two recruits, two um, players, as I have addressed before, entered the transfer portal, Mick Sullivan and Sullivan Menard. Um, Sullivan Menard was the freshman from Alaska. So he was a preferred walk-in that we just got. Didn't get a lot of playing time, but um, definitely disappointed to see him go, as well as Mick Sullivan, the um, incoming junior, finishing his uh, sophomore year, the center from um, the suburbs of Illinois. So disappointed to see those guys leave. Still waiting to see what Devin Gage is doing. Uh, I saw a tweet from John Rasty and still discussing. He's looking at Rhode Island, um, as well as, uh, what was the other school? Rhode Island and oh, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Those are the two highlighted ones that I've seen recently. Also looking at San Diego. Um, so not sure where he's going to go um, with that, but definitely will be posted on that with Devin Gage. Looking forward to follow the NBA draft as well as Paul Reed um, has his name in the hat. Not sure what he's going to be doing. Not sure what's going to be happening with the NBA draft. As I've spoke about, the coronavirus has affected a lot. Decisions being made in the sports world. So we will see what happens with Paul and the NBA draft. Um, great article by We Are DePaul this past week talking about him and his potential going into the draft, where he might fall. 
Still looking at that late first round, early second round pick for him. So very excited for Paul. Very excited for um, the recruit. DePaul has um, Kobe Elvis coming in from Canada next year. The, um, the guard. So looking to see him fill a new role as well. So lots of exciting stuff happening around DePaul basketball. I will be bringing you the latest with all the updates, recruiting, transfers, looking at some uh, potential grad transfers in the portal right now to uh, highlight here soon. So lots of stuff happening. As I said, I will keep you posted. And um, if you have not, give my Dave Lado um, article a read. Definitely um, enjoyed writing that. So hope everybody is staying safe during this coronavirus time and um, excited for some DePaul basketball coming up soon. I know I'm, I'm anxious for it. I know it's not easy to be stuck inside. Um, but I, I've loved that they've highlighted a lot of um, previous uh, games from March Madness that have happened and um, a lot of stuff going on all over social media regarding college basketball, even though it's not still happening. So, And, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing. Today is the was the day that the national championship was going to be happening for the March Madness tournament. So we could have seen a potential DePaul appearance for their first time to potentially win their first uh, NCAA championship, but unfortunately, the biggest tournament did not complete, and DePaul did not have a chance to even um, get their spot into the the little extra bit into the tournament. Um, had they won the biggest conference tournament, so we will never know. We will have to just see what happens next season when Dave Lado um, keeps the helm and returns with his Blue Demons. As we look forward for an exciting 2020-2021 season. And yeah, so that is all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Um, again, if you have not checked out the blog, feel free to look at the video podcast as well, starting now. So lots of time on my hands. So I figured I would do that during quarantine. So for everything DePaul basketball, make sure you keep it here. Lots of exciting stuff going on. And that is it for this episode. I will see you in the next one. Go Blue Demons.